Welcome to Made by Women, a new podcast by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. At a moment when businesses face some of the biggest challenges in recent history, we bring you inspiring stories, practical insights, and shared learnings to help you successfully navigate in today's environment. Every Thursday, Made by Women will showcase the experiences of legendary women entrepreneurs, fierce up-and-comers, and everyday women who found success their own way. Consider this your real-world MBA, designed for the new now. I'm Kim Azzarelli, and thanks so much for joining us today. These are disruptive times calling for transformative solutions, and women entrepreneurs are delivering. If you're looking for proof, all you have to do is look at the women-led companies supported by Springboard Enterprises, which gives women entrepreneurs the resources and networks they need to have major impact. Now, over the last 20 years, the women-led companies involved with Springboard have created more than $22 billion in value. Springboard was co-founded by Kay Koplovitz, a woman who knows about building value firsthand. Back in 1977, Kay founded USA Network and was the first woman to lead a major TV network. In her mission to promote women's entrepreneurship, Kay has an equally dynamic partner, Annette Rippert. Annette is the head of strategy and consulting for Accenture, the world's largest professional services company. Accenture recently expanded its collaboration with Springboard to increase opportunities for even more women entrepreneurs. We sat down with Kay and Annette to learn more about this incredible collaboration on the 20th anniversary of Springboard Enterprises. Enjoy my conversation with Kay and Annette. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. We're delighted to be here. So Kay, let me start with you. You are a legend and a groundbreaker, first in television where you founded USA Network. You were the first woman to head a TV network, and then you created Springboard Enterprises uh, dedicated to building high growth companies led by women. Now Springboard is celebrating 20 years, the 20th anniversary. And from what I understand, since 2000, over 800 springboard portfolio companies have sought investment and human capital and have created over $22 billion in value. Revenue generators, job creators with over 200 exits and 21 IPOs. To say this is an incredible accomplishment is truly an understatement. I actually think I just got chills reading the numbers. How did you achieve this? And and what does this 20th anniversary mean to you? Well, thank you, Kim. Uh, Really going back 20 years uh, in the year 2000, there was all this money pouring over the transom and venture capital, nary a woman in sight. I thought we've got to do something to change this. If women are really going to build companies that are scalable and sustainable in technology and life sciences where we were looking, they would have to raise outside capital. And it just wasn't possible for them to be heard in the venture community because they were not connected. They simply were not connected to the network. And we started with the first class back in 2000, gave their first presentation, the first demo day in January that year. And it was so uh, apparent to us right then that we had to create a whole ecosystem. So it wasn't just entrepreneurs and investors. It was lawyers, accountants, business associates, creating business opportunities. It was the entire ecosystem. And that's what we've been doing 
for 20 years, building an extraordinary expert network of over 5,000 people, over 800 entrepreneurs, and bringing them all the way up to stack from early stage all the way to liquidity events. It's an exciting 20 years, and we have a great future ahead of us with this organization. Well, clearly it's working. Your vision 20 years ago has come to fruition probably beyond anyone's dreams. Annette, you had strategy for Accenture, one of the world's largest professional services companies. Accenture has long been a partner with Springboard. Uh, specifically, you focused quite a bit on the New York Fashion Tech Lab and on women's health innovation. Why is this collaboration so important to you? You know, we worked with Springboard since 2017, but I think when Kay and I first had the opportunity to have an in-depth discussion about a year ago, it was really clear that both of our organizations could benefit from expanding our relationship. And that was well before the onset of the COVID pandemic. And, you know, this focus, we both had a joint interest in two industry segments in particular that you mentioned, the first one around healthcare and women's healthcare in particular, you know, there's this tremendous opportunity that we see for technology to disrupt that industry. And we've been working on that as an organization, as have many of the women that uh, Springboard and organizations that Springboard has helped to bring to market. So now when you think about that in the context of COVID-19, the needs and the opportunities in the healthcare space are, are even more apparent. So, you know, if you take a look at that and then think also about the other segment that we have chosen to focus on around retail, who like so many other industries, its future depends on leveraging innovation. And we believe that technology startups are, are really key to giving brands these new capabilities and keeping them at the cutting edge of retail and at the forefront of customers' minds. So when we started talking about this, uh, I, I just really, I think Kay and I both clicked in a way that said, this was an important priority for us to pursue together. And so by working together, you know, we've been able to facilitate access uh, to, you know, other organizations that allow springboard uh, companies to really get visibility around their innovation, accelerate their innovation, gets them tied into the major corporate ecosystem. And it fosters this, you know, sort of virtuous cycle that uh, begets even more innovation when we start thinking about how we drive, you know, all kinds of uh, diversity of thought into the cycle around innovation. It's really been a tremendous experience for both of us. Amazing. Yeah, and I wanted to talk more about that enterprise link because I think that's so key, this whole ecosystem that you're talking about. You know, one of the things that always comes up when we talk about women-owned businesses, uh, uh, women's companies, is lack of access to capital. Uh, and it's something that comes up quite a bit, right? We, we hear that or we know that um, there's been a little bit of progress in the last couple of years, which is really exciting. I have a feeling Kay has a large part to do with that. But then in this year of COVID, as you mentioned, there's been a little bit of a step back. Kay, you have for a very long time been focusing on getting women access to capital. Why is this so critical? And what's your perspective on this little bit of the shortfall we're seeing this year? Well, this year has been difficult for everyone in general, men and women alike, uh, because of COVID. But very interesting, uh, many of the springboard alumni companies are defying gravity. In the first half of this year, $1.5 billion was raised by springboard companies, and this continues into the second half of the year with the 21st IPO 
Thera um, in a company out of Seattle and uh, in Alzheimer's and dementia and uh, more coming along before the end of the year. So there are companies that are really defying gravity. I think probably it would be honest to say that the earliest stage companies that hadn't raised com- any capital uh, at this point, and we're coming out for the first time, uh, whether they're women or men uh, in the market, are having a harder time getting the contacts and raising capital for the first time. But this will abate. We're seeing more activity starting up again now. So I think that uh, coming into 2021, there will be improvement even at the very earliest stage. You've talked also about how Springboard has created what you've called a circular economy. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, The circular economy for us in capital is the fact that uh, over 200 of our companies, uh, entrepreneurs have had liquidity events in the 21 IPOs. There are people in our network who have already created wealth uh, by building their companies uh, and having a, a proper sale or a public uh, offering, and they are coming back. Even some that are still building their companies are coming back and investing in other women-led companies coming behind them. I would say about half of our entrepreneurs, about 50% of them are actually investing in companies uh, led by women that are coming up the stack behind them. And I love this activity because this is what I call the flywheel effect uh, and building the concentric circles out. This is a momentum play. uh, And this is the circular economy in our world, the world of finance. So I'm very pleased to see women coming back into the market and supporting those with financial and human capital who are coming up after them. That's amazing. And, and both Annette and you have spoken about the importance of the ecosystem, that it's not just about the capital, but it's about gender parity in the ecosystem more generally. Maybe, Annette, you could talk a little bit about what you were mentioning earlier in terms of how to connect companies to a broader ecosystem. Yes. Well, I think, you know, just taking your last comment, if I think about that a bit, is uh, when you think of uh, this idea around fostering innovation, I believe uh, that diversity and diversity of thought helps drive increased innovation, right? And so when I think about the importance of, you know, the aspect of we started talking about the circular economy, and I think of it in different words, almost to, to the extent of stewardship, and you think about this disproportionate challenge that faces, uh, you know, some organizations as we think about access to capital, as Kay was talking about, I think that one of the things we have to really do is double down on the way that uh, we provide an opportunity for women to have access to a level playing field, right? And so that these bold ideas about innovation, about entrepreneurship have an opportunity to flourish. And so when I think about that, I mean, one of the most important things that we can do is to be able to uh, provide visibility, uh, to, to provide a fertile space by which those innovations can be incorporated and seen, which is why in in many ways, like our expanded partnership together with Springboard couldn't have come at a better time, right? At a time when we need innovation and we need to be able to bring that to the fore to accelerate the really massive problems that we face. And many of these are squarely in the space that we need right now, given the health situation and pandemic. So, you know, it is not just stewardship, but um, within Accenture, we have something called Accenture Ventures, 
which incubates and invests in and promotes early stage and growth stage technology startups. And I think that this couldn't be a better match for the way that, you know, we bring organizations forward and particularly when we talk about the agenda that we're talking about here to be able to do that and provide access to the, uh, you know, G2000 clients that we have within our portfolio that we're working together with innovation on every day and bring them in not only to get exposed to the technology and consider how they could adopt those technologies in their own organizations, but to provide input and feedback on how to continue to strengthen, uh, you know, the agenda that is um, being brought forth by those founders. Again, I think that that's a tremendous example of stewardship and a notion of this circular economy and helping drive innovation. We'll be back with Seneca's Made by Women after this short break. You know, Kay, the circular economy, which I love the way you describe that um, for capital, you're doing that uh, not just in capital, right? Your, your whole strategy is really to create that fertile ecosystem that Annette's talking about across human capital, across resources. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, people think about raising capital and think about in entrepreneurs too. think about, well, this, I've got to go raise capital. I got to find people that'll put capital into my company. When they come to Springboard, what they begin to realize, it's the human capital. It's the social capital. It's the people, the people, the experts that they need uh, and the connectors they need uh, to access at the right time for them. So knowing the right person that can make the call for you, make the introduction for you, help you develop the business that you need to develop, the right person with the experience at the right time is actually priceless. And what they begin to realize is that the financial capital follows the human capital. So Springboard excels in human capital for these entrepreneurs, building out the possibility uh, through the ecosystem and the connections that are needed when they are needed uh, that really help these companies navigate the stack up to their growth phase and beyond. So Springboard and Accenture are recognizing four innovative women entrepreneurs with the Springboard honors. Kay, can you tell us about two of these companies? Sure. Uh, we have a company called Reflun, and Stephanie Crispin is the founder and CEO of this company that is envisioning how luxury brands can create their opportunity directly in the secondary market for their own products, which creates their own circular economy, allowing the products that from their uh, luxury brands to be resold to others uh, and have control over that resale process. And by the way, it really does help them to identify new customers who may not have maybe had the financial wherewithal or the interest or had known about their luxury brand or had coveted it, but really didn't access it and have the opportunity to buy it in the secondary market and cultivate new customers for their luxury brand. So this keeps product away from the landfills and, and some of the things that uh, are in the uh, economy that we see that are really affecting our general environment. Uh, and that's an improvement for luxury brands. So uh, that's Reflon. And I could tell you about Kristen Valdez, who is the 
founder and CEO of BeWell. This is the company I've been waiting for. What BeWell does is creates one platform for the consumer to control their access to all of their healthcare providers, their prescriptions, their wearables, everything in one platform. So it is really bringing uh, to the consumer, consumer habits into the healthcare system. What is important about that? It allows them to look at outcomes and costs. And that's what consumers do in the consumer economy. Uh, and BeWell is making it simpler for people to control and assess their own healthcare uh, providers and what they need and how they're uh, looking at the, their costs and outcomes, which I think is very important. And I think it's actually going to make the healthcare system much more efficient for patients. Annette, there are two additional companies being honored for transforming their industries. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Sure. Well, I think, you know, following on from where Kay left off, the two companies I'm going to talk about, you know, each offer something for the consumer in a groundbreaking way. So, you know, these these uh, entrepreneurs were well ahead of the game before COVID. So, you know, in this case, what I'm going to talk about is the fact that, you know, COVID just accelerated their position in the market. And I think you'll see why. So, you know, given what they bring to the table and the pace of innovation that's going on, they've really kind of set their place in the industry, making the industry really think differently because of their innovation. So when I think about that, first of all, let me talk to you about um, the fact that all of us now have learned so much more just as consumers about clinical trials. And clinical trials are really top of mind for just about everyone lately. I mean, in a way that we never would have imagined. So Michelle Longmire and her company, Medible, they're pioneering a new category of decentralized clinical trials with a patient-centered platform that gets effective therapies to to patients faster. And I think now it is very clear why this is so important. And that's why I think, you know, as we think about the COVID acceleration over an innovation such as this, you can see uh, why this has become so absolutely relevant. In fact, you know, in front of several large clients organizations that I'm aware of today, already talking about how they can enable more patient engagement and uh, accelerating timelines. Now, another terrific example is what Niha Singh has created with Obsess. And this is an experimental e-commerce platform that enables retailers to turn their websites into, you know, a visual interactive 3D store. So in the time of COVID, you know, everyone needs a new definition of a flagship store. And this really brings that idea of offline discovery behavior, all what we would do in a natural shopping environment, you know, into an online environment. And I think when you think about what that means for tomorrow, that concept, you know, it's, it's ready. It's here today. And she's bringing that together with her organization into the market. Well, you, you must see so much given your role at Accenture uh, around innovation. And it seems as though these women are really innovating at a pace that is informing traditional industry. And that's, that's exciting. Is there something that's making you optimistic in this moment, despite everything that's going on? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I don't think uh, at the onset of the pandemic, it could have been anticipated, you know, what's really going on in the world and the pace by which, you know, innovation 
uh, came to the fore. And I know we've all heard about the idea that we've seen five years of innovation in five months, but actually, this is so true in terms of what happened. And, and people will say, you know, um, necessity is the mother of invention. And that really broke the dam on innovations that many large organizations were thinking about that and were pondering that suddenly became a necessity. And when we think about the women here we're talking about today, leading companies that are really changing the future of industries, I mean, that's that's pretty exciting. So I think we got more than we banked for when we first started on this. And, you know, I think that um, we have at Accenture, we've always been uh, known for, uh, you know, how technology can help to disrupt industry, how the idea of technology married together with human ingenuity would help us to identify and capture new value. But now that you think about what's what's gone on today, the industry transformation that we're seeing in the unfortunate um, demise of some areas, but the rise of others is really reshaping the future. So when I think about the springboard sponsored innovation that uh, Kay and the organization have been sponsoring for some time, you know, when I, I think about what an essential role that uh, springboard plays in helping provide these women led businesses an opportunity to get their innovations at scale, at pace, because pace is important for their competitive, you know, uh, capability as well. So bringing that forward at pace into the world. And so, you know, I just, I think that um, we've done some research. Uh, uh, it's been published. It's called our uh, Getting to Equal 2020 Report. Uh, Accenture's put that out. And I think that, you know, what we have talked about here is just the beginning of something that fosters the importance of uh, diversity when we think about innovation. And if we want to have innovative organizations, we have to think about how do we bring to the fore this full spectrum of diversity in ideas, in founders, in teams that are working on innovation and really uh, bringing forward uh, uh, an environment that helps to provide that level of playing field so that we get the richness of all of the innovation that uh, is available. So this idea that, that Kay and I were working on about how um, how could we really highlight how women are transforming industries? I think these four organizations are such great examples of uh, you know what difference makers can really mean. So Kay, again, I have to congratulate you on 20 years of laying the groundwork for all of this. Uh, this couldn't have come at a more important moment, as Annette was just alluding to. I mean, we're in the middle of COVID. Women have the chance to redesign our future for us. And You've been at the forefront of that. What is making you optimistic in this moment? Because obviously you see the future. I think it's a very challenging moment because we're all going through the pandemic on a global basis. But I got to tell you something. There's chaos reigning out here. People are scrambling for answers, scrambling for solutions. And this is an ideal time because I think chaos always offers opportunity. And this is the time for women to step forward and really press hard on acceleration of their companies because this is the time to grab market share, to to really provide solutions, uh, to provide answers to questions that people have and problems they need to solve. This is the time. And this is what we're telling our entrepreneurs. And I'm really, really excited about how they're reacting to that. They've embraced this idea that chaos 
offers opportunities and they're moving right into the breach. So I'm so excited about their future. And I think as we solve some of the problems in the marketplace, women will come out much stronger with their companies uh, and uh, occupy a bigger space. And this is all good for women entrepreneurs. I'm very excited about it. Well, certainly talking to both of you has made me optimistic. Uh, we are in this moment, which is very difficult for the world. But the idea that there are more women being part of the ecosystem of designing this future, uh, hopefully a better future for all of us. Um, I want to thank you both for what you're doing. So thank you, Annette. And thank you, Kate, for joining us today. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. And it was a pleasure to join you today. Thanks so much, Kim. Listening to these two amazing leaders tells me that the future is looking good. Here are three valuable lessons I took from the conversation. First, smart entrepreneurship can redefine our future for the better. Women-led companies are doing just that, transforming industries from healthcare to retail to tech. Second, for women-led companies to really have an impact, they need to grow big. And to do that, they need access to financial capital and human capital, access to the networks and connections. The collaboration between Springboard and Accenture is giving women exactly that, access to the entire ecosystem that can lead to success. Finally, while we find ourselves in a very challenging moment, there are also great opportunities today. As Kay reminds us, in chaos, there is always opportunity and women-led companies can provide the answers to the questions we have and the problems we need to solve. Made by Women is brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio with support from founding partner P&G.